Everything in the news makes it seem like the coronavirus is so big, people have been making panic purchases at the grocery stores. How should people of faith process what is happening in our country today, Percy? You know, Wayne, my mom had literally rolls of toilet paper snatched out of her cart while she was in line is at the that grocery right? store. Oh, no. So, yes, yeah, so you are absolutely correct, my friend. Uh, the coronavirus is a real problem and it should not be taken lightly. But we need to remind ourselves and understand that God is higher, he's bigger, he's stronger, and far greater than any sickness, cancer, or virus. We have a book, Wayne, full of promises in God's word that he will not leave us or forsake us in difficult times. And we need not panic like so many are doing right now. Well, on this special episode, we will share from the scriptures some of God's promises to help you rest in the truth that God is bigger than cancer and the coronavirus. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to a special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And the issue is the coronavirus, COVID-19, that is sweeping the world and uh, really is changing life for all of us. Percy, this is so important and so immediate that we've reached you at home via Skype, which is, I guess, appropriate. We're supposed to keep some social distance. I'd rather be sitting next to you, brother, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be there with you as well, but the, the, the immediacy and the urgency of the hour dictates that uh, we, we, we remind ourselves that at this point, we're not even really sure medically what we're dealing with in its totality and drastic measures have been taken. Even as uh, the recording of this, uh, the state of New York and California has mandated that people basically stay in their home, mm -hmm. not even go out on the streets. So uh, we're taking this serious and we should take it serious. I know that we're people of faith and I've listened to a lot of uh, faith leaders who have tried to unpack where does faith and foolishness overlie each other with regard to what we should and should not be doing. And right now, the, the caution is that we need to remind ourselves that we need to maintain some distance. So until things change, this is what we're going to be doing for a while, my friend. Yes. And I want to point out to our listeners that this is actually our second episode uh, discussing the coronavirus. And uh, the first uh, special episode we did included some advice from some doctors at uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So if you've not listened to that, go back in the podcast archive and make sure you listen to that program as well, because there is some very valuable information there. And of course, we all need to keep following the advice of all the medical people in the country and around the world and what they're telling us to do. So heed that advice and uh, we'll, we'll get through this working together. Well, I know you have lots to share with us from God's Word, Percy. I, I want to make an offer to our listeners right now that if they go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, they will find inspirational thoughts for cancer patients. This is something you've put together. Uh, this is so encouraging to read. Uh, it's available as a free download right now. And boy, I got to tell you, it's so timely to get this resource, don't you think? It is. Well, the, 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 you know, the, the word that, that it really highlights here is inspirational. The word, uh, by definition, inspiration means God breathed or uh, God breathed on. And we need God to breathe on us uh, with a fresh word, fresh manna from heaven that will revive us, renew us, and refresh us. And so this document... 
uh, was created with that thought in mind, particularly for cancer patients uh, while they're journeying through their, their process of treatment and care. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, someone that's very near and dear to us even right now uh, as we record, Wayne, that we're lifting up in prayer, mm-hmm. uh, who just uh, begun his battle with cancer and his yes. journey and just had surgery. And so we want to inspire people around the idea that God is with us in the midst of all of those circumstances. And this document is designed to speak to uh, ways of courage and boldness, uh, how faith and hope is available to us, uh, perseverance, uh, perspective. One of the things that I think is interesting, Wayne, is that I'm listening to a lot of people who are trying to give perspective to what's going on around us right right now. And there are various different schools of thought depending on what camp you want to lean into or out of. But we need perspective, and we need perspective from God at this point. And so uh, this document kind of speaks to all of those areas, and then, of course, joy. So please avail yourself, download it, share it. It's free, and there will be no shortage of this on the shelves. It is <laughs> it is fully complete and in supply. <laughs> That's right. That's a good thought. Inspirational <laughs> Thoughts for Cancer Patients. Download it now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, before we go any further, uh, we are people of faith, and at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But for people of faith who agree with us right now, why don't we spend some time in prayer to open this, this program together today? Yes, please. Let's pray together. Pray with me now, if you will. Um, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and redeemer. We thank you, Father God, that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are more than enough, that you are the God that supplies all of our needs according to our riches in glory in and by Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, that we have invested and that we are connected to the commerce of heaven, to the industry of heaven, to the government of heaven. And we know that there is no shortage, there is no lack, there is no malfunction based upon your surplus today. And so we draw upon that. And even as we begin this uh, broadcast, Lord, uh, may the words that we speak today go out across the airwaves and just flood the consciousness of your people. May they feel the very presence of you in them and around them and through them that will buoy and lift them in the midst of the storm that we are all traversing right now. And so continue to be with us and continue to lead us and guide us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that empowers us. Thank you for your word that speaks to us. And thank you to your glory that covers us. This today we do pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. You can visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Well, I'll keep mentioning this because people may be coming on board and saying, well, Percy sounds a little different today. It doesn't sound like he's sitting there in the studio. No, he's sitting in his home. He's joining us via Skype here today. Uh, something, uh, I wish I had stock in Skype, but I don't know. I think a lot of people are making use of this. What do you think? <laughs> I think you are absolutely right. The technology of the day. It's interesting when I heard on the news, I don't know how true it is, is that one of the things that now has to be considered with regard to uh, how we are communicating and, and the use of technology is uh, looking at the bandwidth oh, of yes. the internet. Right, yeah. So, because so many more people now are using this vehicle, obviously, for communication purposes. So again, we're in a new normal. We're in a different <laughs> day and a different time right now than we've ever been before. And um, we need the Lord to speak to us during this time, don't we? Amen. Amen. Well, so far, so good on the bandwidth. And uh, we're going yeah. to keep using it as long as it's available to us. Well, we're talking today about uh, the fact that God is greater than the coronavirus. And I think we all need that reminder. We know it in our hearts, don't we? People of faith know this, but we need to be reminded of it so we don't get caught up in the panic. Well, the Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, not having heard. It's a very interesting scripture when you think about how it's positioned. So uh, there are things that we need to reinforce and say and hear over and over. There are things you're right that we know uh, in our hearts that, that we believe, but we need to have that played over and over and over. It's the concept of the word meditation. The word meditate, uh, I heard an old preacher say, is the effect of what happens when a cow chews his cud. Mm-hmm. For those who may have lived out on a, on a farm, and I never did that, but I, I've, I've oh, talked to I did. I, I made up for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and as I understand it, that, that a cow has two digestive tracts, two, two, ca- uh, two stomachs, and it has the ability to eat and swallow and then to cough up what it is eaten and then continue to chew on it. Well, we need to meditate or regurgitate Uh, God's promises and his words and play them over and over, eat them, swallow them, and then cough it back up and chew on it some more. So that's what we're going to do today with some promises of the principles of the word of God regarding God is greater than coronavirus or anything for that matter. Right. And we need to take this virus seriously. We're not downplaying that at all. This is, this is a very serious situation. It is. I, I've heard very few people. I've heard. I've heard one or two from a faith-based perspective that that have downplayed this just a little. But by and large, the faith community is embracing and understanding that this is serious. It's significant, but it is not greater than. And so we want to make sure that we have a balance with regard to uh, this approach. As I said, we're going to watch as well as pray. We're going to pray with one eye open, and we're going to pray with one eye closed, Wayne, yeah, right. because we want to make sure that we are we are attuned to what's going on around us, but we want to make sure that our frequency is dialed into uh, the heavenly radio station called WGOD. So with that being said, <laughs> I like that. that's what we're going to do I today. Like that. Well, we've had many conversations about the fact, because we uh, address cancer uh, primarily on this podcast each week, uh, we've had many conversations about the fact that God is greater than any cancer we face. He's a healer. He is a healer, you know, and because up until this point in time, you know, cancer has been described by many as uh, the primary malady of our day, just because of the, the sheer numbers of, according to the American Cancer Society, one out of three people estimated to be potentially diagnosed with cancer at some point in their lifetime. That's a lot of people, mm-hmm. well over 15 million people living with cancer uh, as we speak. Uh, 
But we're talking about something that potentially may be a lot larger than that, but still in the face of the God that we serve, uh, this is not larger than than that God that right. we know. And so we're going to talk about that. Okay, today. well, take us to scripture. Psalms 91 is our jumping off place, verse number one, and it says, he who dwells in the secret place, hallelujah, of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I love this scripture because the word play here is so tremendous. Number one, well, the word dwell, well, not a, not visit, not come by every once in a while, but a place that we are camping out where we have our habitation. He who has habitation, he who is living in the secret place. Now, this is an interesting school of thought here, Wayne, uh, where God dwells is not necessarily where everyone knows where God is. They, they're, they're, they're finding God and they're trying to find God in many different places, in many different ways. There's a secret place uh, where we can dwell in the presence of our God. And then it says, who is the most high? Didn't say that he was high. He was the most high. So he's the highest. Yep. Of the high. Doesn't get any higher. <laughs> That's it. There, there isn't any other stratosphere above him. And so with that, he who lives uh, has his sanctuary, has his residence in that place that can't be found everywhere. Uh, that secret place of the of the highest shall abide under the shadow, praise God, of he who has all might. And so we want to start right there, Wayne, with regard to some schools of thought uh, and, and kind of pick up on a couple of things. Number one, when we talk about, obviously, uh, COVID-19, uh, coronavirus, it's a real problem. It's legitimate. And it's something that we're not shrinking back from, and it, it needs to be taken serious. But again, this scripture is helping us to understand that, number one, we must not lose sight that God is the almighty, or he has all might. He is the most high. There is nothing mightier and there is nothing higher than God. Number one, we need to practice that, rehearse that, and remind ourselves because we will have things in the natural that will try to suggest to us, quite frankly, that there is something else that is more powerful, that has more might, or is higher than what we know or what we should know and adhere to from a belief perspective of who God is. Number one point right there. All right, that's Psalm 91. I want everyone to take a look at that when you get a chance. And then the second point that comes out of that that we want to extrapolate and highlight, uh, now that we understand who is on top of the food chain, I guess I could say it that way. God is on top of the food chain. He is. And everything else comes beneath him and below him. It's one of the reasons, Wayne, quite frankly, why the scriptures tell us that we should bow before him. Oh, yes. Because anything that is above you requires you to bow in its presence. I love the I love the wordplay here that helps us to understand. And because of of his eminence of where he is, we bow before him. Uh, and then the second bullet point that we want to highlight is the fact that uh, your life, my life, everyone's life, our future and our eternity are in the hands, praise God, of the most high. And this is really, really important, Wayne, because again, we're hearing a lot of conversation now about financial collapse, uh, what's going to happen with our jobs, there's a lot of things that are now uh, in a state of flux at yes, this point. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, we we have to come back to the to our base and our core of the fact that whatever happens in the world and whatever is going on around us, uh, we are in the hands of our life, our future, and most importantly, 
our eternity is in the hands of the Most High God. So I'm going to say this as, as and it, it's going to be a, a little bit disconcerting, but I just want people to hear this because I like the order of this school of thought. Uh, our life is what is currently going on with us right now. Whatever's going on in our life right now, it's in the hands of God. And then whatever is going to happen to us in the future, we don't know, Wayne. And as I listen to everyone speak, there is a huge cloud of uncertainty sure. right now yes, of where is. we're going to go from here. Yes. We don't know. But then once we get past the future, then we start talking about what gets me excited is as believers, as individuals who are connected to the kingdom of God. Uh, who are in right relationship and standing with the Father, we also understand that this is temporary. We are just uh, visitors, the scripture says. We're just pilgrims passing through a strange land in this planet called Earth under its current construct. But there is a, another existence of reality that we as believers and certainly as Christians, we are looking forward to called eternity. And that also is in the hands of our God. And so what's important to note, coronavirus does not get to dictate our eternity no. under any circumstances. <laughs> now, the coronavirus may, in, under some circumstances, expedite us getting to eternity. Hmm. That we do not necessarily have any control over. But, but our destination of where we end up beyond this life the coronavirus has nothing to do with that. It can't touch it. It can't impede it. And so we need to be encouraged or we need to chew the cud and meditate on the fact that whatever happens to us today, whatever will happen to us next week, next month, next year, and most importantly, whatever happens to us when we leave this physical body, that is all in the hands of the almighty God who is most high. He sits on top of that food chain. Yes, we have all these promises available to us, and uh, at the same time, we have a part to play. I mean, we've talked about this last time we were together. We have a responsibility here to do the right things, to heed all the warnings and to uh, take all the steps necessary to guard against this virus. But the spiritual point is that God is bigger than the coronavirus. That is correct, and it's a great point to be reiterated. At the end of the day, I would encourage everyone under the sound of our voice Please adhere all of to all of the natural laws. One of the things that we, we must understand that we still live in a natural body, in a natural three-dimensional world, and there are natural laws that are at play that we need to be conscious of and mindful to and about. So absolutely. So yes, uh, as an example, Wayne, I went out yesterday and uh, you know, went to a store to do some things and I had on my gloves and I had on a mask, hmm. you know, and I'm a man of faith. I believe that God <laughs> is the most high, yeah. but I also took heed to the compromise of our environment and making sure that I did the wise and right thing while I was praying and trusting and believing God. So there's a balance to this. And I think that's an important point to note for sure. Well, this is a very special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. This is the second time that we've addressed the coronavirus in this series, and we want you to pass the word around that this is available. You can share our website with your friends and family as they are uh, living uh, in perhaps in some sort of uh, isolation or, or quarantine, I guess is the right word to use. But uh, pass that around, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and pass around the fact that we have this free resource available at the website as well, Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. It's available. So much of this applies to the coronavirus as well as cancer patients. So you can download this right now, Inspirational Thoughts, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we're going through the scriptures here today, and we dealt with Psalm 91. What's next on your list, Percy? 
Well, let's go into the New Testament now. Let's hear what the the New uh, Testament will say to us. John, the 10th chapter, verse 29. And for those of you that are keeping notes and following, John 10, 29 says, my father who has given them to me. Notice who we're talking about here. My father, talking about the, the, the most high, who has given them to me, this is Jesus talking, is greater, is greater than all. Not a few, not some, but is greater than all. No one, and may we add along with no one, no thing, praise God, can snatch them out of my father's hands. And of course, this is a scripture where Jesus was asked a question uh, with regard to what will happen uh, to those who love God and follow him. And Jesus's response was immediate. And it was, it was a matter of fact, he said, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can snatch or no thing can snatch them out of the father's hands. And so today we want to be reminded of the fact, and it's very similar Wayne. you're right. We've talked about this in the context of cancer because cancer is another type of, for lack of a better word, a plague, if you will, or a type of sickness or disease in the earth that many people have to deal with. And we've talked about, you know, death and dying in the context of that, but understanding that the idea of what cancer can and cannot do, similar to the idea of what the coronavirus can and cannot do, we're being told here by the word of God that that's not going to be able to snatch us, praise God, out of our father's hands of love and care. God is holding us. He's holding the whole world. The old song that I used to sing growing up in church, the first song I ever learned, he's got the whole world in his hands. Mm -hmm. And so uh, today we want to be reminded of three things from that. Number one, cancer cannot snatch you from God's hands and neither can coronavirus. So again, we need to remind ourselves of that, that though there may be something appearing to be near us and close to us, and in some places, quite frankly, uh, some of us listening may actually have been impacted directly by coronavirus. It cannot and it will not snatch you or I out of the love and the grace and the mercy and the faith of the Father's hands. Number two, when we think about this scripture, it says that fear will try to tell you that the coronavirus can snatch you away, but don't let that thought rest in your minds. And I'm reminded of several scriptures that really talks to us about what's going on in our mental capacity, Wayne, uh, that we have to be renewed in our minds, the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the battle in many cases is real in our physical bodies. There's no question about that. But there's also a mental battle that we have to fight and we have to be embraced uh, to deal with. And so fear is going to try to tell us that the coronavirus is going to snatch us away. And but we need to understand that we're not going to let that thought rest in our mind because the coronavirus or nothing else can snatch us out of the father's hands today. And then thirdly, there is a point where it is good to be well informed. And I'm and, and you and I, we balance this conversation all the time in our conversations about certain subject matters, particularly about medical and healthcare related dynamics mm -hmm. that, you know, we need to have good information. We need to be well informed. Yeah. And so um, with that, uh, but we can go too far and begin to fixate on the news and the fear of the day. And I know I've heard a lot of people suggest uh, many different schools of thought about, you know, what people are doing and saying, inciting panic, inciting, you know, anxiety. And I don't know if there's anyone out there that's purposely trying to do that 
we're consciously trying to do that, but that certainly can be a byproduct of some of the information that we hear. Today, for those of you who are people of faith that are listening, who adhere to the word of God, uh, we want to encourage you as we encourage ourselves that we need to get good information and we need to be mindful of things that are being told to us, but we don't want to allow any news to fixate to a point that then we simply get into a state of depression, anxiety, and fear, and we begin to lose hope in the fact that God is still in control of our lives and of this situation. Yes, yeah, so let's encourage each other with the very thoughts that Percy's sharing with us here today, including these inspirational thoughts that we're offering to you through our website, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, just this reminder, let me reiterate that this program is not meant to give medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. But we're looking at this from a spiritual point of view here today for people of faith. And at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, they use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712 and then the word HOPE. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd here with Reverend Percy McRae, and this is a special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Today, we're talking about the fact that God is greater than the coronavirus. This is a time when we all need to pull together in this country and around the world. Mm. And Percy, uh, you're, you're being so helpful to us today for people of faith to remind us of just how big God is and how he's over all of these circumstances. Well, it's a time for reflection, for sure. It's a time for introspection. And it's a time to basically really take a good look at what do we believe and why do we believe it? And then we have to tie into that and make sure that we are anchored into those belief systems, particularly from a faith perspective, mm-hmm. from a spiritual perspective, that will uh, be beneficial to aid us mentally, emotionally, uh, potentially physically as we work through the challenge of our day, my friend. So absolutely. All right. We've talked about Psalm 91, verse 1. You talked about John chapter 10, verse 29. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them from my father's hand. But you have one more passage you want to share with us with our time here. And this is probably, you know, in my top five favorite scriptures, I consider it to be one of the granddaddy scriptures of the, the New and Old Testament, to be perfectly honest with you. And it's Romans, the eighth chapter, Romans eight, verse 28, that says this, and many people are very familiar and uh, how appropriate for the hour that we're in. And it says that we know, see, there are some things, Wayne, that at some point we all are going to have to come to knowing. We, We can't guess and wonder. There has to be something that eventually we begin to know. And we know that all, capital A L L, all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. I'm going to read it again. And we know, or we should know, there's something we've got to know at some point or decide to know. And we know that all things, all things, not all good things, not all bad things, not all things that we think are favorable and nice and easy, all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to 
to his purpose. And so let me, before I get into a couple of bullet points, just kind of unpack this a bit. Uh, this scripture has really become uh, a bedrock of a scripture that's come more alive to me than not. Uh, just even over the last eight months of just my own personal travels and travails, uh, as many listening know, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer myself, had surgery back in July, and praise God, I'm doing well. I did not have to do any chemotherapy or radiation, but that was a challenge, and I had to kind of sit down and reassess, okay, Lord, what's going on now? What, what are we doing here? You know, uh, <laughs> it's one thing to talk about being uh, having cancer. It's a whole other deal to have it. And it was part of the journey and it was part of the process for me personally. And that's a, another a conversation for another day. And then, you know, I've experienced tremendous loss of life with people close around me, friends of mine, dear friends of mine who have lost their moms. And my, my mother-in-law recently passed away. I have at least four friends of mine that I love dearly who have all been uh, diagnosed with cancer within the last 60 days, Wayne. Mm. And, and so... Um, I've had to really take this scripture to heart and go, okay, Lord, what's going on with all of these things that I see, all of the, all of the things that I'm hearing. And then of course, where we all are sitting today with regard, uh, to COVID-19. And so, uh, three things that I want to unpack from this, cause we need to remember that we are attached to a purpose. There is a purpose for what God does. God does everything with and for a purpose. The late great Dr. Miles Monroe taught it best. He said, there is nothing that God does not do that does not have a purpose. It mm -hmm. all has a greater purpose associated with it. So that helps us so that we can kind of try to frame and get some perspective at least to think about. But there are three things here that we should consider with regard to God's calling and his purpose that will make all things work together for the good. Number one, faith expects God to make a way to bring us through and for something good to come out of the things that are bad. Uh, Dr. Harold Kushner, I, I quote him often, wrote a book, Rabbi Kushner, bad things happen to good people. Uh, this is not a time, in my opinion, for any of us to sit around and try to say, well, why? What happened? What did we do? Uh, we're going to blame this group of people. We're going to blame that group of people. We really don't have time for that because right now we need to rally all of our wherewithal to, to be focused around how can we extrapolate the good from the bad yes. that is taking place at this yes, point. Indeed. So that's the first point that faith expects God to make a way. We are expecting God to make a way for us, Wayne. And I'm expecting that at the end of the day. God forbid if I should lose my job next week, hmm. or God forbid if my wife should lose her job next week, because that's a reality for mm -hmm. a lot of people that right is. now. That's right. Or has happened already. There's got to be something good that's going to come out of that, et cetera, et cetera. So God makes a way. We expect that. And we expect something good to come from this. Then number two, whether it is cancer or coronavirus, God can use it to bring about good in you and through you. I am amazed, Wayne, at all of the um, individual acts of kindness oh, that yes. I have been hearing yes. about. Isn't it great? It's amazing. But think about the context of the state of our world where we have been so divided, where we, you know, people are are are, are greatly uh, angered on political lines, on social economic lines, in some cases on racial ethnic lines. Here is an opportunity that I think is being afforded to us to say, listen, we're all in this thing together. We all are being impacted by this. And therefore, we need to dig deeper to find the good in this 
that uh, will allow us to work together, to love each other, to support each other, and to understand that God is on our side and he's working things out for our good. And I think it places a demand on the decent things of God that resides inside of the hearts of people Hmm. to say, what can I do to make a difference with my brother, with my sister, with someone around me to look for the good in the midst of the bad that is taking place? And I'm sure you think that as well. Well, I I certainly do. And you know, there's, there's one more aspect to this, and that is that fear always thinks the worst, doesn't it? It always imagines the worst that can happen. But faith looks for the good that's going to come out of this. And there's so much there's so much going on here. People are in need. We have an opportunity to serve people here. Yes, we, we need to be careful. We need to, you know, take all the precautions, but we need to serve people. We can't lose sight of that. Well, it, it goes back to the very foundational principle of truth of why Christ entered into the world. The world was in need of a savior. It was in a bad state of being. And he came to be an offering, a sacrifice on behalf of all humanity and the good that came out of that. And we need to remind ourselves that that principle is still in place and it still is applicable even right now. It has not been rescinded, has it? (laughs) No, it has not. And so we continue not to allow our fear to focus on worst case scenario, but to allow our faith to look for the good that can and will come out of this as we continue to stay locked into the fact that our heavenly father, who is the most high, because that's where we started out with this whole school of thought, that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. God is, is and will have the last word in this situation. We simply need to continue to look for that and work in that way and allow him to work through us during this time yes. for all of our interests. So instead of thinking, woe is me, I've got all these restrictions in my life, all these uh, you know things that are going on, all these circumstances that are changing life for me, let's focus instead on how God can use us uh, during this time uh, to pull together as a family of God. So thanks for these thoughts today, Percy. Thank you so much. And I want to again draw our attention to the uh, website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, for the free download of Inspirational Thoughts. It's Inspirational Thoughts for cancer patients, but it's really expanded now to include coronavirus as well. So you can download this right now, Inspirational Thoughts at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Amen. Reverend Percy McRae, you've given us a lot of time from your home via Skype here today. So thanks for letting us uh, into your study there. Uh, I'm I'm wondering as we wrap this up, if you just don't want to lead us all in prayer. Absolutely. We started in prayer and we're going to end with prayer because, again, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're going to sandwich everything in between those two principles. So, again, pray with me, if you will, and let's uh, go before the throne of God. Oh, uh, great, loving, kind, uh, heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. The scripture that we read today reminds us of your place on the food chain. Everything and everyone falls beneath you, Father. And that includes coronavirus, sickness and diseases of every manner and of every sort falls underneath you today. And so what we submit to and what we bow to is not coronavirus or fear or anxiety. We bow to the presence of the Lord of hosts today. Hmm. He who created the whole world who spat out the oceans and who flung the stars in its socket, today who hung the sun and the moon and commanded day and night to be separated one from another, we bow before your preeminence and we thank you, Lord, 
that we have direct access. You said that we should boldly come to the throne of grace to receive help and mercy in the time of need. And we are doing just that. Forgive us of any of our trespasses and anything that may stand between us. Uh, reunite us back to your grace and your mercy. We pray for our family, our friends, our loved ones. We pray for the health, hope, and inspiration audience. We pray for our nation, our world, and our leaders. And we thank you, Father, that you ultimately will and do have the last word of every conversation. And we stand now to hear and receive from you. you will we will continue to be careful and cautious but we will continue to turn our eyes into the hills from which cometh our help, because our help comes from the Lord. Yes. Thank you today. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we do say, amen. Amen. Well, this has been a special edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. God is greater than the coronavirus. Thank you for spending these moments with us, and be sure to tell others about the availability of this program. They can listen to it anytime through our website. You can subscribe to it so you get notifications when there's a, a new episode available. It's all at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P. Thank you, brother. Good to be with you, even if it has to be at long distance today. Absolutely. Bless you. Love you, sir. Continue to be safe. And everyone out there, remember, we still have work to do. Keep chopping the wood. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.